Welcome theory. back to Beach Theory, everybody. We're super excited to be here with you today. Rebecca is still pregnant. Never-ending pregnant. 38 See. weeks, though, so any day, literally any day. Yeah. And what's good is she'll be breaking, they'll be breaking her water in six days. So. I have an induction date. Guaranteed which I have never last had podcast before. while she's pregnant. I've never been induced before. Like you have. I've been induced, but I've never like gone in with. You've never a had an appointment. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so always crazy. just been spontaneous. I hope it spontaneously happens before then. Me too. Oh, it'll be nice. Because I just feel like that's better. You know, we're not yeah. forcing the situation. Yes, my body will just naturally have a baby. Have the baby. But we're <sighs> excited because for Beach Theory, we have a fun episode today, and I'm really excited. Yep. Last time we talked about. Big epic treasure hunt number two and how viral that went and how good it did for our channel. Well, actually, we didn't talk about it. We talked about what took to build that treasure yes. hunt. Yes. Today, we're going to be talking about kind of what happens next in the beach house What life. happened? So it started going viral very quickly. And it, uh, by viral, millions of views. Yeah. And now it's at how many? Um, 25 million, I think. 25 million or so. So what's interesting is we posted that video and it started just like totally exploding. Yeah. And we already had plans like before even filming that video to go on a trip, I think, to go down to Zion's Ponderosa Ranch. Oh, yeah. And so we, I reached out to them. I said, hey, we do treasure hunts. If we did like a fun treasure hunt here at your ranch um, and filmed it, you know, the video is going to perform well. We'll shout out your, you know, the, the resort and then yeah. that'll be kind of the trade-off. And they're like, cool, yeah, we'll hook you up with a place for three days. Yeah. Um, so I remember we filmed episode two of the Epic Treasure Hunt series. And then, uh, like, I think it was exactly seven days later that, it just that we, we did the second treasure hunt or, or the, um, the treasure hunt down at Zion. Oh, okay. Because I remember we posted that video, and it was very soon after the second treasure hunt was performing really well. And I remember it got, like, hundreds of thousands of views in one hour and it was insane and we were all freaking out and i've ne we've never had that happen since or before Ugh. and it was like i want that to happen blowing my mind because i remember Again. hanging out in the comments of the video that we posted down at zion and i remember hanging out in the comments and being like i cannot keep up with these comments yeah for an hour they were going so many, so many comments so fast. I could not keep up. And I was like, yes. this has never happened before. This is really, really cool. Yeah. And I remember being really happy about that. And coming up back to the, to the ranch, the resort, and being like, oh, my gosh, guys. Like, we totally nailed this video for you guys. <laughs> I hope you guys are the happiest you've ever been in your life because we just totally blew it out of the park for you. Yeah. Um, they weren't very happy with no, us. No, because they had never worked with influencers before and they did not know what to expect. So I their expectations were very high, higher than millions of views. I think they'd worked with they were Instagram people, but never YouTubers. Yeah, they were expecting a very high return right. on their investment in us. I think they and expected uh, a ton of traffic. They wanted like right people the to buy actual like book. They wanted people to book their res resort stay and that didn't happen they got a lot of traffic to their their uh, website but they did not actually get a lot of people booking and so they're like it totally wasn't worth it worth it for us and we were just like you got millions of views and you know you never know what to expect <laughs> i guess yeah like <laughs> that's probably the i think people are all kind of inexperienced for the most part 
with influencers, that most like businesses. The the most successful brand deal we'd ever done. Yeah. And they were not happy with us. Yeah. It was really sad because Aww. I felt like we really it gave us a bad taste in our mouth for brand deals, actually. And that was like the first big one we'd ever done. Yep. Because it was like several thousand dollars worth. Like they didn't pay us a cent, but they gave us free lodging, and that yes. was, that had value. Um, it was and, a big brand deal for us. And for us at the time, we'd never done anything that big. And I remember thinking like. I hope we do a good job. Like, and we did I, a great I job. I was like, I don't want to lie and tell them that we're going to like do a good job and then have the video just like flop because yeah. then I'll feel like super crummy. And they did. It did so good. It was one where we actually on their property buried some treasure. So people would have to actually book their stay there to go find it. And they did. Some people actually did go yeah. find it. And we like put t-shirts in there. We wanted to make it so it's kind of almost a reusable treasure hunt that people would be able to go back and, I mean, maybe it's still there. I don't even know. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> but we did like the very best we could and I was so proud of that. And it did so that. good. And you know what? We can look back on that and go, now with the information we have, we did a great job. Yep. And it really was a great brand deal. The only thing that's bad about it is their opinion on how it went <laughs> like everything really i think even nowadays they would probably be like oh that was actually really good you know yeah but it takes time sometimes for um brands to see the return right in order to you know feel like it was a successful brand deal right and i think that you know like becca mentioned this is the first time um a brand had ever worked with like that 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 brand <laughs> is ever working. <laughs> that Amanda's looking for you. <laughs> hey, t- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> totally. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, that brand. That brand. That brand. That brand. Okay, so Amanda. here's the deal. <laughs> There's distractions around our yes. studio. We need to like have deadbolt lock, solid steel doors. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, our sound technician, Cody. is being summoned by his wife. Oh, so beautiful wife. <laughs> um, also, look at this pillow. Check it out. We have this awesome beach house pillow. It is available it's for purchasing. It's square. It's blue. It's pretty. And it will it's, change your life. And it's very well made. It's like a really nice canvas feel that's very decorational. Canvas? Yeah. It's, it's a little bit canvas canvas-y. feel. Yeah, it's I really guess. nice. I love it. And it's for sale. That's a beach house brand. That's our brand. Yep. This is, this is a paid sponsorship <laughs> Pay, by the beach by house. By us. We paid ourselves to bucks. say that. Good job on that brand deal. Thanks. <laughs> that was a, a high five that was meant to be 10 bucks. Yeah. I feel ripped off and give me 10 bucks. That's a kiss. <laughs> but it's Not worth 10, 10 bucks. bucks. <laughs> I want real money. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you don't love me? I do. Okay, good. I do love you. <laughs> so that was like our uh, biggest. I remember reaching out to them and uh, I remember being like really nervous. Oh, it's, we'd it's never so done a brand scary. Deal like that. Brand deals are intimidating. And I was at, a, we were at a point where we were doing all these treasure hunts yeah. and our channel was exploding. And I was like, all of my friends that were big YouTubers were doing all these brand deals. And I was like, Rebecca, like we need to do brand deals too. Well, okay. We're, we're worth it. You yes. Know? We are worth it. You, you are, are worth are, it. You are worth it. That's the Tannerites. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're saying just their in case slogan. our friend. Um, 
so, yeah, we actually had some friends that were doing really, really well with it. And we had heard um, that there's a, actually Devin Supertramp at one time did a, like an instructional, um, I think it was at like CVX Live. but nope, he was, it was at one of the YouTuber meetups. Oh, was it? Mm -hmm. So Devin Supertramp was like, you know, we do like 80% of our money is made from brand deals, not AdSense Ad on yeah. YouTube. And we were like, what? Because... 100% of our money that we were making was from AdSense on YouTube. And I was like, what if what if all of our AdSense represented only 20% of our income? That was when we were like, we need to do brand deals. Could you imagine if all of our AdSense right now represented 20% of our income? Oh, we would be doing a lot better. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, we're working on more brand deals now. Yes. I, I, I still like, even though it's been years, like two we years, have like a I still feel like nervous. I'm new yeah. when it comes to brand deals. Yes. Like brand deals are difficult <laughs> because there's, it's kind of like a whole new language of etiquette. You don't know what's acceptable, what's not acceptable at first. You kind mm -hmm. of, It's kind of one of those things that you have to just do it and experience it before you know what to do and what not to do in a way. I remember when I reached out to the Zion Ponderosa Ranch Resort thinking, I want to go there anyway. And we're not trying to slander them, by the way. They're no. really, really great. Yeah, like, honestly, that place is awesome. Um, and we've been back since. And I would suggest you guys go, too, because it's really great. And they're not paying us to say that. No, But either not. way, <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is I remember wanting to book a stay there anyway. I wanted to go. Yeah. And I said, you know what? We're going to go anyway. Let's at least try and reach out and yes. see if maybe they'll sponsor us staying there. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, if they say no, we'll go anyway because I really like the place. Yep. But it's good practice trying to negotiate and yes. work with the brand. And so when I reached out, they were like, okay, yeah, let's, you know, let's talk about this. And the guy I talked to had to talk to his boss, and they had to talk to their committee. And, like, the way he made it sound was it was like this big Hubaloo, hoopla it thing, was like, very, very confusing official. and new to them. Yeah. So they had to make it and I was like, wow, official like, and they're they're taking this really seriously. Yeah. And I was like, we're just we're just influencers. Like <laughs> it's not that big a deal. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. But anyway, they they ultimately came back and that said reminds me of the princess We held friend. a council and we've decided that <laughs> you're worthy. <laughs> so I was like, great. I dubbed thee. <laughs> Influencer for Zion Ponderosa Ranch. Anyway, he said, let's do it. And it was really great. Like, while we were there, they hooked us up. And it was a really, really fun experience. Yes. And it wasn't until afterwards that they were kind of like, well. We don't know uh, if it was worth it. We didn't get it. You know, they're, it was like, they weren't, like, mad. No, they were they just kind of like, like eh, eh, probably won't do that again. Didn't really do as well as we thought. And I was, like, thinking, oh, my gosh, it got a million views. Yeah. Like, well. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast thinking we have a place that we want to promote, we love traveling. We would love to come and bury treasure on your property so that other people have to come and stay at a nice place and dig up your property. <laughs> Break out your walls. <laughs> Just kidding. No, yeah. It's, but we it's, could do something that would be fun. It's been fun yeah. to learn how to work with brands. And I feel like that was our first... I think that was our first like experience with the big brand. Oh yeah. Doing a deal that was like valued at thousands of dollars. Yes. More than a thousand dollars was like a big deal. Back then. Yeah. We've done quite a few now that are over that now. So Yeah. 
we've kind of grown. We've we've learned a lot. We know what to expect at this point. <laughs> um, so that summer, I mean, what else happened that summer? I think like that was when we were like we did that for that treasure hunt there at Zion, and after that we we're like let's start doing more small like yes monthly. Let's do treasure hunt every month because Ryan was kind of like this was when he had PTSD like. <laughs> After episode two, oh my goodness, he was just like he was watching his treasure hunt video <sighs> over and over and over again. One of the things that he is is a, is a perfectionist. He just has to have it a certain way, perfect. And when we did the treasure hunt, we figure things out um, not exactly like how he planned it for months in his brain, and so it kind of stressed him out a lot. So he'd create a clue, and he, <laughs> in his mind, he imagined us solving it in one way. But we'd come in and we'd solve it this way. And yes. he's kind of like, ah. oh, mind blown. <laughs> like it would legit bl blow his mind. And he, he didn't know what to do. And sometimes, did we miss one? I think we missed one clue. I just remember him coming home like periodically while he was building the treasure hunt. And him yes. being frazzled. Yes, because like, it wasn't going edge. like he thought it would. Like while he it was, was building it, he would just be like, I'm so exhausted because I literally wake up every morning, I have 16 hour days and all I'm doing is working on treasure hunt stuff. Yeah. And I remember being like, Ryan, take a break. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, slow chill down. Out. But he just gets so obsessive when he's working on yes. projects. And I think since then, because it's now become his like full-time career, yeah. working for us professionally, like I think he's had to learn to, to micro to, like Well, he sees that we're time. not like killing ourselves to make this happen. Right. We have to be able to also be parents right. and family members. We both come from huge families. I have nine kids in my family. He has nine kids in his family too. And coming from that big of a family, there's going to be family get-togethers. There's going to be a lot of time that the family wants to spend with each other, and we are all pretty close-knit. So, like, add that on top of being parents to four kids and almost five and we have to be able to not run faster than we have strength, you know, like do what it, we are able to do. And especially during this pregnancy, we've really, really, really had to be like, okay, what's top priority? Get that done. Nothing, nothing else. else. Like nothing else. Let's not get little things in the way. Like I think we have literally fine-tuned ourselves to at this point and we're always trying to fine-tune it. That's just but, what we're always working but on. But Ryan had to learn how to check out and be like, okay, I'm done working for the day. I'm going to enjoy myself. I need and a I'm break. I'm not going to think about it. Like, and not feel guilty or not feel like I have to work every second of every day. I think he's getting a lot better. Totally. He doesn't obsess like he used to. Yeah. He doesn't get so fixated on a project that he literally can do nothing until it's done. Yes. Um, I think he still kind of has episodes where he does. Yeah, like work, right now. Like hyper focused <laughs> on things. He's hyper focused on like getting the two houses worked out. We're trying to rent out our other house, like just clean it up and he, unfinished packing. But he packing. spends days not going over there. That's true. He's not that hyper focused, or he'd be done by now. Uh, that's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, I think he's getting really good at managing himself. Yeah, I think it's better. There's um, something you learn, I guess, as you get older. Try not to kill yourself as you work as hard as you can to keep yourself alive mm -hmm. and your family fed. So it was that same summer that uh, I think it was that same summer that your parents moved out. Yeah. Was it? Yes, I think it was. 
That was that same summer. Well, it took a very long time to get them moved. It felt like a very long time. <laughs> Let's see. This would have been 2017. Because this was after year two. We just finished year two on the beach house. Yes. The spring of year three. So it was 2017. And my parents really wanted to move. Yep. I had grown up in this small town, Mount Pleasant, Utah, and I loved it. But the whole family had moved away at that point. Like they had just Jared and Shinaway in the house, I think, which are my youngest siblings. Because yep. Jessica was living with us yep. full time and Ryan. And they, all of the, f like the rest of the kids in the family had moved at least an hour away so they had none of the kids and that's nine kids so seven of the kids were very far away and they were like dying to be around grandkids and around their kids and hang out and be able to do that but it was just they were too far away and they weren't happy there anymore it was a good place to grow up but they didn't want to live there anymore so they uh your mom for years had been talking about moving from mount pleasant and yeah. kind of complaining about what she didn't like about mount pleasant and I think you and I were both finally at a point where we're like, hey, look, let's, let's help make them it happen. get out of that house. Because they've been talking about doing it forever, but never well, actually doing it. And it's it. not just that. Like, it was a health issue, too. My parents, um, my dad has a bad back and my mom has bad hips. Yeah. And in that house, they it was an old pioneer house. And they the steps in that house to go upstairs, which is where their bedroom was. And then, like, the kitchen and everything was downstairs. It was so... Um, steep the stairs that it would hurt both of them like my dad had to go backwards down the stairs not forwards walking like, up the stairs uh -huh. backwards yep or kind of crawling to go up the stairs I like, remember that yeah. and, he, and that's not cool like he's he's grandpa he's not needing 60 years old he does not need to to be in a house that's hurting him yeah and same with my mom I was like you every, don't need these stairs every day multiple times a day up and down these stairs hauling laundry you know doing all the things that they they used to could do and it was no problem but now it was like and not only that but like the house was old things needed to be updated it was falling apart yep, falling nine apart. kids were raised there like <laughs> they and they had all of their workers were gone by this point so they kind of didn't have the help they needed yeah, in order to fix work. it up <laughs> they were still young and so <laughs> whatever they were in high school <laughs> but anyways they were just untrained <laughs> So they, um, one day I had been talking with my mom and I was just, I mean, do we, let's talk about everything. Okay. Why not? Cause I don't want to seem. <sighs> braggy? Braggy. This is, this is real. Like I want to tell our history as we remember it. And if we did something good. Let's just t tell it like it is. Like, we're not embellishing it. We're not making it sound bigger than it is. This is what happened. Then we will just say the facts. Just so the that facts. it's not like bragging or. And like, I I, I've always had an issue with this. In fact, one of my biggest issues was on the second, the follow up video to the first treasure hunt, when we gave away all that cash, yeah. I had a really big issue. Uh, I remember <laughs> with, that. With, I forgot um, about that. Like, with handing out that money on camera. I was like, this, it's like it's taking away the genuineness of it. Yeah. And it's like people could say, oh, you're just doing this to, to look good. It's like praying in front of lots of people so they know how spiritual you are. You know what I mean? Like I, 
<sighs> that I had a really you hard, had a time, hard with time with that. But we talked a lot about it, and we're like, you know what? We want to be a good example for the world, too. And there's not very many, like, I mean, I'm not saying there's not very many good people out in the world, but there is a lot of bad stuff on the internet and bad examples, lots of things that I wouldn't want my kids watching. And I think... There's a lot of good happening in the world, but people just don't talk about it because they don't want to brag, like you said. It's like being prideful by... Just, just showing talking about it. or talking about it. I haven't told this on the internet at all, by the way. How nervous you were about giving and doing it on camera? Or? Um, well, I had learned from that video of giving away cash how uncomfortable it made me. So I, we have done really nice, good things for people mm -hmm. since then. But like, mm -hmm. I have been very adamantly almost against sharing that online like I'm, i haven't told anybody this yeah but in person maybe yeah i'll tell people in person if they ask about it or whatever but like i haven't openly put this on the internet so so i think <laughs> it's just good to know like hey look we're sharing this not because we're trying to brag like if we do a good thing we did a good thing and it's th th there's it's we're okay. not trying to hide that you know we yeah. can't be like oh i'm gonna do good things right now and no one's allowed to know that i'm doing good things and i think a lot of people do that because they don't want to brag or they don't want to appear prideful and we're not doing the opposite because we do want to brag or we yeah. are wanting to be prideful we're just we're trying to share goodness and yeah. if we're doing good things we want to share that and maybe it'll inspire others to do good things too but still to at share. the end of the day it's what we did this is a history this yeah this is, our, is our history and and i also want to say like you know when we first showed the treasure hunt lots of people came and begged us for money because <laughs> they thought that we had lots of money right. and even now in saying this i'm like a little bit nervous because um i don't want to have to tell the world no i can't help you with money but this is the this is the biggest part about it so my mom and my dad physically were having a big issue with living in the old pioneer home that they were in that we did the second treasure hunt in because it was hurting them like physically hurting them and i just kept saying a prayer like please send someone send some help like they don't have the money to get out right now and i don't think they ever will like they're always living paycheck to paycheck that's their that's what they have and they're physically not able to like go do more than they're already doing. And I just felt in their case like they were so trapped where they were. And you know, we had just done the second treasure hunt and we were starting to do pretty good. Like for the first time ever, we actually had a couple thousand more each month than we were spending. Right. And I was like this is crazy. We've never had this before. And it was so great for us. And yet, um, we came home <laughs> from, from one of the trips we went on. I'm not sure which one it was, but my dad was like, I was looking at rental houses and I just get a really good feeling like maybe we should start looking at rental houses like further north up by the rest of the family. And, and, uh, I think he asked at that time if we would be willing and I was like I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna pray about it <laughs> I thought you and I had been talking about that first we also had talked about it because you and I were kind of like okay 
We want to help your parents. Well, I was, so there's two separate times. And I think the first one that I was praying, I was so distraught. I think I had just gotten off the phone with my mom and she was just saying, you know, physically she was doing really bad. She was not able to feel better any day because she was always up and down the stairs and it just hurt her a lot. So I went and went for a walk in a huff kind of just like what can I do what can we do we have to do something I just feel so helpless and I just got this feeling like rent them a house get them out I think at the same time I was independently feeling inspired like maybe we should help them out maybe we should get them a rental because I remember talking to you about it and or either you brought it up or I brought it up but either way I remember we were instantly on the same page and I remember going home. Because I think I remember thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, what if it we wasn't this crazy idea and you weren't like, what? I don't want to have to pay for that. Right. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, we've been so close to your family for years. Yeah. And I was like, I want to help your parents, too. Like, yeah. And now that we're doing really well on YouTube and we have a little bit extra cash. I was like, what if we got them a rental and just get them out and, you know, we can figure out something else later. But for now, like. They had, they, this is where they were at. They had so much stuff and it wasn't just, it wasn't their stuff. It was like nine kids growing up, kind of leaving everything that they had at the house that they didn't really want or that they didn't want to have to keep track of. And so like it, it was just filled, a house filled of skeletons of yesterday. (laughs) No, (laughs) but like things that they didn't really want. And was kind of a burden on my mom and just, they had a lot of stuff. So we're like, but let's get them out. Let's and get a big house. we talked to your mom and dad and they were like, wow, like, okay. You know, let's like, do it. I think they were kind of like. Uh, uh, I actually think they were unsure. Unsure. Like it was almost like, wait a minute, this really? could actually happen. We've been talking about doing this for years. Now that it's actually a possibility. You I know, think when, you, really when you say like, I want this, but it's a scary thing. And it's not a familiar thing. You know, they, they'd lived in that house for like 17 years. That's a long time <laughs> to live in a, a single place. And they were so familiar with it. They were so familiar with the pain of it. They were like they were comfortable with, comfortable with it. Even though they knew they it, wanted to be in a better place. They knew it wasn't good. They were just comfortable with that. Yeah. And so we're like, well, let's get them out. And I remember we talked to them and it took a while, but eventually they were like, okay. Let's do it. So my mom was doing a lot at the time. Like they were having yard sales and they were doing what they knew and what they could do, like to get out of the house and to be able to move. But I guess from an outsider's perspective, I was like, that's not quick enough. Like they're hurting now. They're in pain now. But they were like ultimately planning to get to that point where they would have enough. Eventually. But you know when they could. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, when you don't have enough money, when you do make money, it ends up going to something that you really need. Like an outstanding you know, bill. An outstanding bill right. or like tires sense. for the car or gas money, you know, things that are not really extra and you kind of have to spend your money on that. So that's kind of the situation they were in where right. they were trying their very hardest and it just wasn't happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, they weren't doing nothing. They no, were doing no, the no. best they could with what they had. You know, he, yeah, lots of different jobs. My dad would fix tractors, do wood. He was doing wood at a wood. He had his own wood mill down there, but he developed an allergy to the wood. 
to the to the sawdust. sawdust. Yeah. And so like he I was that. that was another thing. I was like, oh, you know, they're doing is they're doing what they can, what they know how to do, but it's hurting them. And I think it was harder too. And it because made me mad. All the <laughs> the people that were living with them, you know, your older siblings in the family that were living at home that were big helpers. Yes. Were all moved away. Yes. And all they had was Jared and Shinaway who were in high school and they were just living they were their very lives, being high school. Involved students. in high school and yeah. you know, that was a big part of their life. It was it took up a lot of time. They were not helpless. Mom and dad are not helpless. Like they've right. always but worked their butts off. a lot of their, their their big helpers off. were gone. Yes. And so it was kind of like, they were kind of realizing like, oh my gosh, this is really hard to do all yes. this. Yes. Take these people. Yeah. A good, a good way for me to explain what they're like is you take two people who have worked and worked and worked and worked so hard that my dad broke his back and my mom's cartilage and her hips are just wearing away like she went to the doctor got it checked when they had the money to and found out that her bones it's bone on bone like <laughs> she doesn't have the cartilage in between that's like the cushion anymore like that's the type of health issues they have because they've worked so hard and then it's like a catch-22 because so the more hard like the harder they work the more pain they have and then the less they can work, even though that's what they need to do in order to get out. Yeah, I've always been really impressed with your parents' work ethic. Your mom and dad yeah. are both such hard workers. They're not lazy no. at all. And we, we, we were like, okay, we're in a position where we could help them financially. Yeah. And despite their best efforts, they weren't able to get ahead like they were trying to financially. And yeah. we're like, hey, look, let's help. Well, you know, I think we that can't do everything. Yeah. But we can help a little bit. Well, I think sometimes, too, like, the single adults would have an emergency. I'm, I, I mean, like, I don't remember any specific occasion where they would, like, give out money to the family. But I do know they were always there for the family. Right. Like, even if it was just time or making sure that they could, I don't know, just support and be there. And sometimes it put them behind financially. But it was only if it was, like, absolutely necessary. I don't know. I, I just think that's a big reason, like, your mom and dad work so hard. But I feel like they're, they're never really compensated financially for their efforts. No. A lot of people might take advantage of them. Or and family members expect it for yes. free. Yes. And, and, so and I think they work there were a lot off, of... But there's nothing to show for it exactly. financially. And I think there were a lot of people just in the community who had learned of that reputation with them knew that they could kind of get it for a much better deal from my parents or from our family because we were very service-oriented. And generous. we believed that was good. Very generous, very giving. And we time. still believe that's good. Right. But I think, I think that they were undervalued and mm. didn't get paid what they, what, the amount that they deserved. That's what I think. And so we were at a place <laughs> financially where we were like, hey, why don't we... Pay your parents. They're the perfect example of somebody who deserves it and doesn't have it. Right. <laughs> so we're like, let's, you know, your parents do so much for everybody in the family. They yeah. do a lot for us. Why don't we pay them mm -hmm. um, and then have them use that money to help them get into a, a rental property close yeah. by so that they can get out. And this was with the intention of saying, hey, we need a, a costume maker. That's right. It was, a, it was a good excuse for our business. Like, yeah. hey. 
we need some and she did she helped us yep. a ton so oh, we're yeah. like okay we need someone to help do it costume was, okay. design and conception yeah, we of talk, stories we talk like oh we did them a favor but really we hired them yeah and they started working for us and that's that's well, how it worked it out. started out of us saying how can we help them yeah and it ended up being how can they help us and we can then help them yeah. So it's become a, a help. It's we just help mutually them, beneficial. Yeah. And so um, we were able to take that extra funds and get them into a rental property. And we're like, okay, well, let's get everything moved out. Like, let's take yes. everything from your old house. Let's get it all moved out. Which was very difficult after 17 years of living <laughs> in a house with three bedrooms, two bathrooms, and nine children, 11 people. And it took, like, probably several months. I would say, like, three or four to get everything out well we did it all in one day like the necessities yes. so they could be living in the new rental yes, with the bare minimal and then they went back for trips for more stuff yep. like all, all like every time. day they were getting more stuff bringing yeah in. and what's good is like they did a lot of like de-junking decluttering getting rid of yeah stuff well that was, like, i mean old it was that, that, that the kids left behind storing forever you yeah know, for your siblings like mm -hmm. hey come get your stuff you know a lot of that happens i think just when kids grow up and move out of the house they yeah. kind of just leave you know what do you, you're not going to bring a doll from your childhood <laughs> or an old dress from your childhood to college with you you know like right. you or just kind of leave those things behind and, and it's really mostly it those types <laughs> <laughs> or it's like nostalgic things that mom wanted to hold on for them so that when they did get married they later maybe they could hand it down to their children's you know yeah. or their children so anyway oh, all good intentions it just put them in a bad place and it was good we to had see to kind of get them out. Finally get out. Like, yeah. or And it's really not we. Because I look at it like this. This money's not even ours. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really, truly believe, like, I think, and I've seen this time and time again, when we've put our money in the right place where I feel prompted by, like, God to put it, we put it there and we make more money. Like, we put it in a place where he says... This is the right place. This is my money. This is where it's supposed to go. And we trust that. And then he trusts us with more money. And then we're able to help more people. And then we're able to do more with our channel. And like, That's we're really just blessed good point. more. We look at the financial gain and all the things that we've been blessed with physically. And we look at it as like a stewardship. Yeah. Like we don't own everything that we've built. We're just the stewards over it, trusted with more because we've because we've done well with what we've been entrusted thus far. Yeah. So like Heavenly Father's blessed us with success and financial success. And if we manage our money well, we'll be blessed with more. Yes. And so that's kind of the trade that we don't, we don't think of it as we earned this. This is ours. I can do whatever I want with this. This yeah. is, this is a, an interesting Which was, which was also a, a growing pain, I feel like, at one point. Because I remember... Those, there was like maybe a month or two in between before we decided to hire mom and dad and have them work for us and um, when we just started making enough money that like we had more than we needed. Mm -hmm. And I remember during that time, I've never in my life been in that situation up until that point. And I was so confused as to what to do like, I mean, obviously we could spend it on whatever, like we could spend it all. Mm -hmm. We could have spent it all. <laughs> but um, we had kind of caught up with all the things that we had needed over time that we were putting off and putting off, you know, like. We paid off our debts. Paid off our debts. Yeah. We were like trying to really 
put it in the right place and not just spend it on frivolous things. Right. And we had gotten to that point where we had a little bit extra cash. And I, I remember feeling this feeling of greed, like rise up in me like, we earned this. We deserve this. This is so, like we are entitled to this because we've worked so hard and it is our money. Like I remember feeling that way. And then I was like, why do I feel this way? We're okay. Like we have everything we need. What's going on? Like it was this weird, um, I had to physically and like mentally choose how my attitude towards money could be healthy or hurtful. And I, I thought to myself, well, I mean, we could go on vacation. We could do this. We could do that. We have all these things we could spend this money on. Like, just because it's extra. <laughs> and I think, ultimately, there was a couple months in there where I was just like, this is ours. This is ours. This is ours. Let's just save. Let's just keep. Let's just greed it. <laughs> and then, ultimately, we we had this opportunity to come up with mom and dad and it felt right. It was just like, oh, that's where that's supposed to go. Oh yeah, this isn't our money. Like I, it was like reassuring me that this was really not ours to begin with. Like we were blessed, we were blessed. And it wasn't, you know, <laughs> almost to the point where I felt like maybe all of this will be taken away if we don't make the right decision with it. Why not? I mean, right. how many times we, we, we are faithful religious people and we read the scriptures and there's lots of experiences in the scriptures where people get greedy or yeah. they, they get prideful and they think, oh, it's all me. I'm so awesome. And then they fall. Yeah. You know, pride comes before the fall. And things get taken away. And so we've and been very careful to say, okay, this is a stewardship. We're being, we've been entrusted by God with this. We need to use it righteously what is yeah. the right thing to do with this money and so we don't just give it away to anybody we don't we're not we're, also like we're if very somebody, careful and careful yes. and wise like we've had a lot of people we, ask us for money we have to be wise we're not just going to give it to anybody that asks mm -hmm. because that's not a wise thing um and we've been very prayerful like is this the right thing to do with the money at this time to try and listen to what heavenly father wants us to do because i believe that Heavenly Father would, does say, no, some people need to learn a lesson or yep. some people, like it's not up to us. We <laughs> don't get to say, you need to learn a lesson. You haven't learned how to manage money wisely yet, so we're not gonna bless you with money. It's not like that. It's like a, <sighs> the way, what happens if somebody comes up and asks me or Michael or anybody from any of us for money, I say a prayer and I try to put my mind in a spot that I would be perfectly fine either way. Like, and I really am sincere about that. Like, would I be perfectly fine if I gave them the money and they, they did whatever they wanted with it? Okay. And would I be perfectly fine? Like, yes. And then would I be perfectly fine if I didn't give them the money and they had to learn a hard lesson? Yes. But only because I want to do what you want me to do, Heavenly Father. You know what I mean? So, like, I would... If I can get myself into that space, in that to that mind space, then I say a prayer, and whatever answer feels better to me, that's what we go with. And, you know, I think about our life and the struggles that we had. You know, if you listen to all of our podcasts, you'll hear, like, 
how hard it was for us for so many years struggling. Yeah. And if someone had just come in and said, oh, you're struggling. Here, let me take away all of your problems. Here's $5,000. We never would have learned the lessons. Oh, my goodness. That were necessary for us to get where we are today. Like that money would have been nice in the moment totally. and we would have been like oh my gosh thank you you're the best person in the whole world but we weren't but we mentally prepared we wouldn't have learned like it would not have been helping us it we would have been setting we us would back. think it's helping us yes. because we're getting all this money but it's not helping us because we're not learning and this life is the time for us to learn and grow and improve and sometimes poverty is what's needed to teach those lessons. I 100% agree with that because I wouldn't change a single one of the trials we went through to get where we are. Like it made all the difference. It made us who we are. And we've learned and we've grown so much because of it. And I think that's so valuable. And it had to be getting to that point of desperation. It had to be. We look back and we're like, wow, everything lined up exactly as it should when we were learning how to get to where we are now. Like it had to happen that way. And so we couldn't have been just, no one could have swooped in and saved us from our own bad decisions or from our own lack of knowledge. Like we had to just learn those things. We had to go through it. And we don't want to be that person to come in and swoop and save somebody else because in all reality, we could be crippling them from learning those lessons that they need to learn. And so we always pray before we help someone. But you know, what I, how I feel about my parents is they have worked their tails off. They have worked so hard yep. over and over again. And, and they're really, really nice people that give other people the benefit of a doubt and get taken advantage of sometimes. When it came to my parents, I just felt like it felt right because they had worked and worked and we weren't taking away a learning experience from them. They had tried their hardest. They had done their best. And so it was just the right time and the money was meant to go in that place. And it just all felt right. And it fell into place perfectly. So it was the right decision at that time. I feel like I could talk about this all day because it's a very confusing topic to other people who don't do it the way we do it. Yeah. And I almost feel like we could have a podcast dedicated to just this topic. Financial, you know, thoughts. Yeah. Our financial thoughts, how we do what we do and why we do what we do. Because sometimes, you know, when we're prompted by God, when we feel like we're praying and we're asking and we're getting receiving answers, those things that we end up doing from that point on just don't make sense to other people. Sometimes. Not always. Not, yeah, sometimes. It's not like every decision we've made is like nonsense. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not like that. But there are some times where you know, it just doesn't make sense to people. And we're like, well, it doesn't necessarily make sense to us either. (laughs) But we're doing what we feel is the right thing to do. What answer we got? We're going by that. And you know what? It hasn't steered us wrong. And you know, you say it doesn't make sense, but I don't make, I don't do something unless it makes sense to me. And so every decision we made makes sense logically. I'm not going to say it's the best investment of our money. Hmm. But I will say that I feel like it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And I feel really good about it. I'm not like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm like, no, this is right. I feel really good about this. Well, sometimes there have been times, though, where it's like, this is a huge leap of faith. And I'm not sure if this makes sense. You know, like quitting your job when we weren't ahead yet. That was definitely a leap of faith. 
but I felt like it was the right time. Yeah, like, like ultimately it would be okay. I guess I feel so so strongly like it's the right thing or it's the right time. It's logical to you. That it becomes logical. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like my heart convinces my mind. That I think it's the that's right a thing. very good <laughs> thing to like to be able to even do that, to convert your you know, to have a question and ask Heavenly Father and have these ideas of what you think is right and then have him tell you something that maybe might be different from what you thought was right. Right. And then to to be able to transfer your analytical brain into going, that's logical. Because <laughs> he said it is. Right. Or he said it's the right thing. So it's logical to me. You know, like. Right. <sighs> anyways, this is getting really deep into really like deep. why we do yeah. what we do. Well, we love your guys' feedback. So yes. if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave us a comment. This is a very sensitive topic to me. Yeah. Um, please be respectful because I, I'm not going to change how I do it for anyone. <laughs> Like, I feel like I I feel very good about how we how we finance, <laughs> how we choose to do the how we choose we what we what we pay for, what we don't pay for, how we choose, how we pick and choose. But if you have any questions specifically relating to the topics we talked about today, please leave us a comment. Yeah. Send us a voice me message on Anchor. Um, but you can listen totally. to us on all the paces that podcasts are. And we want to know what you guys think. And uh, we want to answer questions, too, and talk more about this for sure in the future. Because I think this is going to come up more and more as our life has been changing financially. Yes. And we have been growing to be able to manage finances in a different way. Yeah. It's going to become more of a topic that we talk about because previous. It's more a part of our life. Yeah, it's more of a part of our life. You know, you when you have very little money, you don't have to ask, where should I put this? Right. You What's know the, where it has to go. <laughs> Food. There's no, <laughs> yeah, there's gas money. There's right. no We've question. Yeah. It's just once we have been blessed more or beyond what we need to survive that we start asking this question more and more. What do we do? Where do we put it? What's the best use of our money? Mm -hmm. So anyway, thanks for tuning into Beach Theory today. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. This was a really fun one for us. At least for me, I know I agree. This is so sensitive of a topic. I'm almost like, should we even post this? <laughs> so, stay tuned for more fun and adventures on Beast Theory every single week and every day on